Welcome to Friend Wings Podcast, where Smashville and Hockey Town collide. And now your hosts, Brett and Ron White and D-Law, Dan Lawless. Welcome to Pred Wings Podcast, episode 79. Uh, we're 79. inching close. Yeah, I wonder if we're going to hit 100 at the playoff time. I don't know. We'll have to find out. Um, well, that's about 20 episodes. So that's about 20 weeks. So anyway, uh, social media, Facebook, Discord, and Instagram, you can get us on at Predwings Podcast X and YouTube were at Predwings Pod and our email is Predwings Podcast at gmail.com. And before uh roll into the beer league minute, um, I just I know we were kind of uh going through the rookie thing the last couple seasons, seems like. Um, uh, I finally pulled it up uh, for, uh, for for clarification on an NHL rookie, um, which will be uh, we'll revisit this uh, a little bit later. Um, I believe there's a player we're going to be talking about um, to be considered a rookie. The player at, can't play more than 25 NHL games in any preceding seasons, nor in six or more NHL games in each of any two preceding seasons. And any player at least 26 uh, by September 15th of that season is not considered a rookie, which that actually kind of sounds familiar. I think we might have done that in, in a previous show, but it's always nice to make sure that's clarified and because I think that might come in handy uh, in the later on if I remember I can't remember exactly what player now but I'm sure we'll uh, it'll come in handy um, but um, let's because uh, we might have a barely minute so let's just roll right into it Well, I know I usually talk about my Thursday league, and you know, I guess it is still beer league and beer league minute. I play on Tuesday nights. Actually, I usually play forward, usually left wing, sometimes right wing. Occasionally, I'll play center. Uh, not very good news, uh, but on this last Tuesday, and I need to, I definitely should have got my skate sharpened. Um, so I guess I'm going to blame that on that, but... Well, I had fallen like three different times in this game. This is all in the first period. Late, late, almost like 41 seconds left in the first period. I'm chasing after a puck in our offensive zone, or not where you had to shoot at. I guess it would be our offensive zone. And I had fallen and sliding and to the boards, and I didn't have time to turn, so I go in. So my butt goes in, which would have been a lot better. 
So I didn't want to, obviously you don't ever want to go in with a head first. Um, so lucky I had my head up and I put my arm out. I don't know how many times I put my put arm out and gone in, you know, with my arm and but walked away. And well, this time, and I had an elbow pad. I always wear elbow pads. Hit the hit the arm and. Well, at the time, I didn't know what was going on, but it must have hit my elbow. Hurt like hell. As soon as I hit it, and I knew something was going on, I get up. I mean, this and the plate never whistle never went. Plate it went, actually went back to my our zone, but I'm skating back, you know, to the bench. Um, Went to sit down on the bench, and I swear to God, I just felt like I'm nauseous, and you know, then and you know, she started sweating on the bench. Sat there for the whole second period. Obviously, I didn't take a shift. Um, I was in so much pain that I left after second period. Come to find out, I got a fractured. Um, well, I don't even know how to pronounce it, so I want to bother with the medical term but basically an elbow so i'm on ir for hockey for a while um not a very good thing i got to have surgery coming up but um so our thursday obviously i wasn't playing for our thursday league we were 0-2 and the team that we were playing the team that i lost to them in the playoffs last season and we won the game so now we're one and two. So we'll see what how they how they do without me in goal. So maybe that's a good thing for the team. Well, yeah, and you got to learn how to skate or take care of your skates. Oh well, yeah, I need I learn, need to learn how to sharpen my skates or tam sharpen. You are just the skating champion of beer league. And the and the thing. And the thing with that is, I can get my skate sharpened for nothing because I work for the rink. So there's no excuse for me not getting them sharpened. <sighs> so on that note, um, what do you got for this week? For not, a, as- not a whole lot. I don't know. Not too much. Just watching hockey and football. And tonight was it for football. And, well, actually, I know you're going to roll into the Wings recast, but um, I actually was able to see one of those, one of the Wings games, but it's such a great time of the year right now for Detroit. But um, Which one did you see? They were chanting uh, Jared, Goff. Jared Goff's name and, you know, in a hockey game, in a hockey arena. So and it, they did it at a Wegmans. They've done it at stores, restaurants. It was quite the craze, and I'm I'm proud of what they did, and I'm happy with it. That's just how I think about it. But yeah, they they did it. They started a Jared Goff chant. They started a Let's Go Lions. It was it was kind of a cool atmosphere. Like Detroit itself was just hopping. But yeah, I can I can roll right in. So let's get started. So you know we're gonna we're gonna bounce it back to I think it was Dallas and Detroit, right? Yeah, it looks like the 23rd Dallas is your first game. Okay. Now. Yeah, this this was a this was an okay game. I mean, the Red Wings could have done much better. 
Um, they kept a pretty good tempo. They ended up losing the game 5-4. But the thing that I'm okay with this is, is that the Red Wings took it all the way. They, they played 60 minutes of full hockey. And I have to eat crow. I, I do because I have said that, you know, I've, I'm wondering how long the, the Red Wings are going to keep on this path where the cohesion isn't there, the readiness isn't there. And I, and I was starting to point the fingers. And I know I'm just an armchair GM, and I'm sure that, that you know, I'll get lambasted for that. But they're starting to come out of their shell. I think they're waking up at the right time just before the All-Star break, get a little break, and hopefully continue it afterwards. But they're playing good hockey. But getting into this game, you know, it was, just, it was a great game, a great finish. Um, you know, the, the nice thing is is that um, – the Red Wings were getting some some uh, power play goals. Ah! I know it's crazy. They just don't usually get that. But uh, they got some power play goals from David Perron, Alex Akat, D-Boss. I mean, they, they played a, a good game. And I, nice light the lamp goal for these guys. I need to take credit for Larkin because it seems like, you know, I have such a, my fantasy team. Oh, yeah, you should take all the I, You've been training well, them. You feed them. You take care of them. Yeah, take the credit. No, Go ahead. No, no, listen to what I, 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 I have so many we players. Certainly not this, we, we certainly know that you're not the skating coach. I, I have so many players on my fantasy, and a lot of times I, I have to sit somebody on the bench because I can't fit them in the lineup. And I always seen – to put Larkin on the bench, and when I do that, he always scores at least one or two goals. So maybe I should learn and put him in the lineup. Well, that's that's up to you. Um, but in this game, you know, the power play went one for two, so it wasn't, you know, they're 50%. You know, not not terrible, but not, you know, not, not great. Um, but they just they kept a good pace, and I talk about this every week when I talk about them because there's some games where they're just being outskated, outshot, outplayed, but they kept a good pace this week in this game. And, you know, I, I have to say, while Alex Lyon went 27 for 32, the goals were not easy goals. It wasn't like you look at it and say, oh, my God, how did he miss that? Like, this, this is a bad game for him. Like, that just that didn't happen. Um. You know, I, I thought he played well. But Detroit came out of there with a 5-4 loss. But here, here's why I'm okay with this game. If you look at it, Dallas is a top-five team in the NHL. They're not just, you know, some other team in the Western Conference. Like, they're, they're top-five in the NHL. And Detroit hung with them. They didn't get blown out. They didn't look embarrassed. Um, you know, like I said, the pace was there all game. Like, you, you can't be upset with that. I'll, I'll take that. But we'll move into Philly. Philly comes to Detroit, and we end up squeaking a 3 nothing win. Alex Lyon, by far, you know, we, we got to give him a round of applause here because he went he went 30 for 30, got a second shutout of the season, and he's really settling into that first that first goaltender role. Like, he's, he's looking like a starter. He looks like he deserves it. I know Billy Huso has been down playing in Grand Rapids and looks okay. Like he should be ready to come back up um, after his conditioning stint. But I, I think that I think we found our number one and number two goaltenders at least for this season. I think you have to 
I think you have to rely on on Alex Lyon with a good mix of Billy Huso in there. And you know, I know we have James Reimer, and he's he's played okay the last couple of games, but I just don't see him being the guy that's that's going to be expendable. Unfortunately, I don't I don't see teams knocking at the door to get a James Reimer. You know, if Alex Lyon can stay hot, yeah, I could see him getting dealt for more draft picks. But at this point, like, how much longer do we want to keep playing this goalie carousel? I I think, in my opinion, and granted it's been wrong every freaking time, but I think we want to stick. I would like to see the Red Wings stick with Huso and Lyon as their two. I know we have, you know, Sebastian Costa down in in the, the Griffins right now. He's getting worked up to get ready to come up to the NHL, but he's just not there yet. It's going to take a couple years of him playing in the AHL to get ready. But I think we have a good mix in guys. And and when we played Philly, he had 30 for 30 out of saves. Um, Andrew Kopp got his 100th career goal, his 10th on the season. He had a great shot. It was shorthanded nonetheless. Uh, So he got some style points there for getting his 100th. Um, You know, Dylan Larkin, he's continued. He's got a 10-game point streak at, at this point. Um, Mo Sider gets, you know, he got a nice, nice goal, which nets him six. But in this game, it was just, it was a good pace. The first couple of times we played Philly, like I had said before, we were just kind of bullied out there. They took liberties at our players. They were just taking runs at people. And it just wasn't a, we, we were just mismatched. But this time when we played Philly, you know, we, we squared up with them pretty good. You know, we looked good. It was a physical game. The Red Wings brought physicality all night. Uh, at one point, Nick Delorier was just looking for a dance partner, and he, he hit, I think, Fabry, and Fabry was like, yeah, I'm not going to do this. And then he went to go hit Clean Costin, and they made shoulder to shoulder, and Costin didn't move an inch. And Delorier was like, okay, this is my guy. And they squared up. And um, Now, this, I think, is ridiculous. So more guys get hurt punching helmets than punching a head. And, you know, I, I could just... No, that's because they don't take their helmets off. Well, they did in this case, and they each got an extra two minutes for unsportsmanlike conduct, removing their helmet for a fight. So, the NHL, you're pathetic. Yes, I'm pathetic. Agreed. The NHL has to stop doing this. They have to let these guys play hockey the way that it's meant to be played. This is one of those games, like, for crying out loud, you remove your helmet for a fight, it makes it... You know, you're less likely to get hurt. You're protecting your assets. I don't understand why Batman has a rule like that. It's the most ridiculous thing in the world. And the problem is it's probably just a bunch of these yuppity uppities that have either never played the game and are just becoming executives sitting in an office saying, well, how can we make this game better, having no clue what they're talking about. And, you know, now it's like, okay, now if they take off their helmet for a fight, we're going to penalize them more. No, you're they're reducing the risk of an injury by doing that i mean that's that's a to me it's like a gentleman's code like let's remove our buckets let's go but deloria and, and costin went and costin held his own you know i think deloria had the edge on it but costin was you know he looked stronger he was able to manhandle deloria to the ground and, and handle him with ease but i think that costin definitely got the edge in on um I think Costin or Costin definitely took more of the the brunt of the fight, but again, Costin Costin did not look out of 
out of sync. I mean, he held his own. He was definitely throwing some shots. He connected on a few of them. It was a, it was a good fight. I think Delorier had the edge on it. But it was a good game. Penalty kill went six for six in this game. Uh, right now they were in fourth place moving up uh, in, in the league. So, you know, I was happy with this game. They got an all-around good game from goaltending to goals to the physicality. I mean, they just put it all together. Special teams played well. That was, that was a good win for them. And now I'm going to move in, round it out to Vegas. And, again, Vegas is another team that, to me, is in the top of the NHL. So I think that they are, you know, they're playing good. Um, no, and I actually was able, actually saw this game uh, probably, probably one of the only games I've seen as far as the Red Wings this season. Thank you. Thank you. But, but yeah, so we can, you know, I, I would love to hear your feedback on it, but I think Detroit played a great game. They came out with a 5-2 win, another five-point game. Again, leading the NHL with five goal wins. Uh, Dylan Larkin comes back, and he continues his streak at 11. So, Because he was on my bench. Yeah, of course. Uh, we got more defensive scoring out of Jake Wallman. He had a quick goal right after Larkin, and it was just a, it was a great game. Um, you know, but the Wings, again, they kept pace. They kept pace the whole time, and... I, I just, you know, I'm thinking about when we watch, or when, when I watched this game and watching what they were doing out there. They were, they looked comfortable. And they were, they were and, like out of the zone. And Vegas looked lost at times. It's like, I, I know they've, they've gotten some injuries, you know, some key injuries right now. Um, but I mean, they still got a lot of their stars out there playing. And the, the Red Wings just, I thought they played a really good, good game they you know they had they had them hand in and you know they played in their off red wings offensive zone a lot they just you know they they i think maybe the red wings were the reason why vegas looked lost in this game more than the vegas just being lost no i i agree and in watching that um game um you know what i i took really close note of Detroit kept Vegas to the outside. Uh, so even on the penalty kill, the whole game, they just they kept Vegas on the outside. They were getting their shots from the outside. They didn't let them to the middle. Power play, they forced, or the penalty kill, they forced them to the outside. They just didn't let Vegas get set up. And I don't think that's because Detroit is necessarily way better, but I think they have grown, they've learned, and they're playing better hockey. I, you know, this this was a great game. And I just think that, you know, Larkin got his 200th goal. Um, You know, Debrinkit's coming up on 500 games. Like, Detroit's just, they're really, they're settling in right now. And like I said before, they're settling in at the right time. And hopefully things are going to just keep progressing through the All-Star break into post-All-Star break. So, you know, I'm, I'm pretty excited for where Detroit's going to go. I, I think they have are on the up and up right now. It would be really nice if they could snag a couple of wins here um, and, and keep keep the momentum going. But this was a great game. I, I certainly think that um, they're playing some good hockey. 
And as Wings fans, you know, we, we got to be excited. I, I know on our podcast we get into sports news and stuff like that. Uh, but, again, any Red Wings fans, you know, I was a big doubter. I think we got to believe in it. I think we got to I think we got to sit back and just you know let things happen. I think this year we could find ourselves maybe just squeaking in and maybe next year we make a run. But, you know, let's see how these guys develop. Let's see how our goaltending holds up and hopefully we can keep the defense moving forward, but you know, I'm I'm excited about this last stretch of hockey. But yeah, we'll we'll see where it goes. D-Lock, take away take away the Preds. Uh well, First game was Florida. Um, Florida come in here on a four-game losing streak, and I guess that's the easy way to end your losing streak is playing the Predators. Um, they they will walk away with a four-to-one win. Um, you know, Florida just you know Reinhardt, you know he's just. Continues to to have a great season. Um, you know he's he got him got him on the board first. Um, but you know Verhage, who's also having a good year, he's got twenty four goals. Um, I'll just you know just more of the same. You know Lausanne did score. Um, kind of funny, I'd say uh, he's one of the defense. Um, you know, and I've been kind of picking apart the defense the last few games, and they're not. You would you, let me guess. To take any, take a guess and see. You know, do you think um, when you, your impression of the Predators' defense, do you think they are a, a younger defense core, more you know, overall, or or older uh, defense? Uh, I, I don't know the ages of everybody, but I'd say it's probably a healthy mix, and I think they're more on the younger side with some of the guys that they've brought up. I know Yossi's on the veteran side, but you got to have that veteran presence. I mean, that's just necessary in a locker room. But I'd say they're probably mid to younger, if I had to guess. Well, you know, and, and this this was kind of mind-boggling. Um, I mean, I, I guess it it the age as far as defense might be, you know, so one person might think it's old, so one might think it's young, but the starting uh, six defense, uh, you got Fabro, who's 25, and it's, I guess that would be kind of middle as far as defense. Uh, you got Alexander Carrier, um, he's 27. Jeremy Lazan, who had scored against Florida, he's 26. And then you got Yossi, who's 33, Shannon McDonough uh, at 34. And a lot of those players, I mean, even the younger players, the Fabro Carrier and Lazan, they're getting up there. You know, they're all approaching 30. You know, they've been around the NHL. For a while now, you know, a few years, you know, uh, long enough to, to understand the game. But the defense just, for, for one reason or another, they turn the puck over a lot. I don't know if it's mental or, 
you know, obviously it's physical because they're turning the puck over, but, it, you know, it being defense, it almost has to be mental, but, and they're older players. So I, you know, that's probably, you know, a reason why a lot of these losses come. So I just, you know, it's not all, I mean, Saros having a bad year, um, but, you know, it's not all on him. Um, but then, you know, we move into Minnesota, um, which it's at Minnesota, um, a little road trip here, kind of a funny road trip that was starting in Minnesota and then it's going out West. Um, but you know, this game, you know, it's very tight game. Um, you know, Minnesota opens up the scoring in the second period. Um, it was uh, Erickson Eck. It was a power play goal, which, you know, he seems to, I don't want to call him a pride killer, um, but he seems to score a decent amount of goals against the Predators. Um, you know, once again, the Preds power play, they were 0 for 2 in this game, and they didn't really get a lot of shots. Uh, so Minnesota is a lot more, a lot more disciplined. Um but then, you know, the Predators came out in the third period, uh, scored three straight goals. Carrier, who I had mentioned, uh, as far as defense. Forsberg gets another. That's his 23rd. And then the Yossi. So, you know, two of the three goals come by the, on, the, on the blue line. Um, and Nyquist continues to get an assist. Um, but the Predators come out with a win, um, despite the power play. Um, Minnesota was two for four on theirs, um, but you know I guess you can't fall. You know two two goals and they're both power play. I mean I don't know. It was four power play goals a game a lot. I mean I kind of the Preds were kind of disciplined, I guess. But they, I mean, I guess I mean I guess four is a four. Power plays is a lot to give up at a game in the, in the, in the NHL. Um, but, um, you know, just they they found a way that, you know, they got those three quick goals and and they found a way to hold on. Um, so, I mean, the game that I actually thought they were going to lose, um, Minnesota's been playing really good lately. Um, but it was nice, nice to see um, the Preds respond um, from the previous game against Florida. Uh, then they move on to Edmonton, who's you know we all know you know they're on a they were on a fifteen game or four yeah fifteen game win streak I believe it is they were coming into this game, um, but um, I don't. The uh, Edmonton actually, um, they held the last their last 13 opponents uh, to two goals or less. So coming into this game, it was going to be, you know, it was going to be a, a dogfight because, you know, you, you're going to have to try to hold off these, you know, McDavid's and Dreisaitl's and Nugent Hopkins and all them. Um, because you know, they're just not giving up goals. Uh, Skinner is playing really well. Um, he actually had um, 
before the you know the Preds did score in this game, um, but before that, he had allowed only he had allowed zero goals in in eight consecutive periods, and <clears throat> the Preds didn't score till the third period. So, you know, that's it's like going back two two or three games, um, but. Uh, you know, the Oilers, they, you know, they, you know, like, you know, the president scored to the third period. So, once again, they fall behind. You know, they got a, you know, three, three goal lead, jumped out to a three nothing lead. Um, and then, you know, they, Lincoln uh, got to start in this game. Um, not sure why. Saros played against the Wild, but, I don't think it was a back to back. No, there was a day off in between. Once again, the Preds power play, you know, over three. I mean, Edmonton's playing really good, so you know, obviously their penalty kill is gonna be top top of the league. But Edmonton, you know, they had three opportunities. They scored on two of them. Um, you can't give the team like Edmonton power plays. Nugent Hopkins and Dry Settle, two power play goals. That, oh, you know, that was two nothing right there on those two power play goals. Um, they did pull the goaltender. The Preds pulled their goalie with like three minutes left. I, I still think it's kind of early. I don't know who started that. You no, know, pulled the goalie with three, four minutes left. But whoever, I don't remember who was the first one to do that. But it seems like who, you know, the the first coach who did that. Ever now it's a, now it's a norm. It seems like everybody's doing that now. I don't necessarily agree. Um, at the time it was three to one. Um. I mean, yeah, maybe you score a goal and get, you know, get close, but Edmonton scored nothing that goal on it. Um, that pretty much killed their hopes. Um, that was, you know, with about three minutes left. I guess overall, I mean, Edmonton's a really top team. Losing four to one, well, one was nothing that goal, so three to one. Um, I guess, I mean. It was going to be a loss. Could have been a blowout loss, I guess. Um, so, overall, I mean, you don't like losses, but, and, and I don't know, I don't know if there's a such thing as a good loss, but I guess you can almost call us a good loss. I don't want to say that word. Um, so, you know, like Edmonton, you know, that's that was their 16th, 16th in a row. Um so they're uh, they're just one way that that tied them with the Columbus Blue Jackets uh, of 2016-17, and they just got uh, one more. The Penguins uh, just one one win one win ahead of them, the 1982-93 Penguins. So um, you know, just and and Kerry Perry made his debut uh, with. For that, for Edmonton in this game, uh, he didn't really. I mean, he he wants to not quite a bit. So I mean, as far as you know, he was quiet on the score sheet. Um, but as far as quiet on the ice, you know, he he got the Predators, um, you know, attention. Uh, he did have two shots on goal, played twelve minutes, so that's a pretty good amount of time. Um. Consider he hadn't played since November, um, but you know, I guess 
I mean, three games, you end up to one and one and two on this on, on my week here, but uh, it was just, I mean, it was, a, it was a good win against Minnesota, so I'll take that. Um, Florida game, they probably could have won, especially since Florida had a four-game losing streak, but but the, the Edmonton probably probably wasn't going to get a win, especially in Edmonton. Um, so who knows who's, who's going to be the one to beat uh, Edmonton and ruin their streak. But that was that's my week for the Preds. More of the same. Oh, and I just want to make a, a uh, you know a, a statement comment. About the Edmonton fans, you know, I thought, you know, Edmonton, you know, being Canada, Edmonton, long, long history, you know, a lot of Stanley Cups. You think the fans would, you know, know hockey, and I don't know if it's just because they're fans or, but they were booing an obvious uh, goal interference penalty. Not sure why. I mean, it was, it wasn't a controversial thing. It was clear cut. It was definitely a goalie interference penalty, and they booed it. So I, I don't know. I just, I don't understand. I don't understand the fan. I don't know. I guess fans do that. I don't know. Uh, but that's all right. That's that's a time to just move right on. Um, um, let's see, I don't have any predators news. I don't think you got anything to add. I, I didn't see uh, any of the predators games this week, so I I can't, you know, comment on those. I was too ingrained with the Red Wings games this week and just didn't have a chance to. to and see the Lions. Them. Well, and the Lions, of course. So I don't really have any inch uh, or preds news. Um, I don't know if you got any. You, Obviously, don't have any wings. No, the only the only thing that I have is that um, I I do. Uh, it's just Patrick Kane is back skating. Um, my guess is you'll probably see him back in, after the All Star game. So we'll we'll see how that goes. But yeah, I don't have anything other than that right now. Well, that's good because there's a lot of NHL news. Um, I guess. Well. Um, uh, I know. About, let's talk about that Malkin goal. <laughs> I think we should start with that one. That was a beauty. That was a dance. Oh yeah, it is yeah. If it's if you want to score on your own net. Yeah, that was that was beautiful. He, he had a <gasps> moment. Yeah, for sure. It, I at first I thought it was Latang. Cause I'm watching the video and Latang kind of passed it back to him, but it it didn't look yeah, like. Yeah, but that was still you should. I mean, it, you gotta be did. careful with that. Yeah, I know. I, I mean, too, I just I in my opinion, that. with nobody in the zone, pressuring you, no forecheck, and you do a behind the back pass and no look pass, like just didn't make sense. I thought it was kind of foolish. Um, yeah, Malkin, he couldn't handle such a hot pass. Yeah, at first it didn't look like he milk and touched it, but then I saw it again. And I was like, "Oh, he definitely it went. Off, it definitely went off of his stick." And he's like, <laughs> "Yeah, it just it was just one this of those." Was horrible. <laughs> we got a new host. That's Earl. We'll move on um, to that. But yeah, that was that was a dandy. Um. I also think that we should talk about Patrick Waugh making his NHL return. 
What are your thoughts on that one? Well, we mentioned something about it last week. Um, well, his return to Montreal didn't go over too well. You know, they gave him now a he's coaching, cool, but they gave they, him a pretty cool tribute. Okay, I, I didn't see it, so. Well, that's at least Before the game, they gave him a pretty decent tribute. I mean, I thought it was kind of sweet. I mean, I don't mean like sweet, like cutesy, but like sweet as in like that's pretty cool. But it was, uh, oh, it, it was it was just a dandy. But anyways, yeah, you're right. So, Montreal came in and, you know, unfortunately took the 4-3 win on it. But but honestly, D-Law, you, you can't be upset about that. I mean, it's his, one of his first games back to a team he doesn't know much about who's struggling. Like, it's going to take time for them to get the Patrick Wah away. I mean, uh, and the only way I can equate this, and I've seen it, is, I mean, look at look at the Lions with Dan Campbell. And I don't mean to jump into football, but it took some time for the guys to buy into his system, buy into his mentality, and it took him to the NFC Championship, first time since 1957. Like, give Wah some time. Let, let, the, let him build up what he thinks is the best system for the Islanders and see what they do with it. I mean... I mean, they've got a good foundation. I think they've got a, a good set of players. I think he can bring a lot to the team, but they just have to give him, like, you got to give him time. Like, he's not going to just come out and win every game. Like, it just doesn't happen that way. The players aren't changing, just the philosophy. So give the philosophy time to work. And the Islanders are just not playing all that well right now, and, they, you know, it's not going to just, like, just because they happen to change coaches, it's not going to just, like, spark and i mean, oh, I mean it, it, it did happen with a while but that's you know it doesn't happen very no it doesn't you got these guys but... buy into the system give it give it time no, let's not rush it islanders fans just relax take a deep breath you're not going to be relevant this year necessarily i mean you, you still have a chance don't get me wrong i'm not saying you're not going to be relevant but i just think you got to give wa an opportunity to build what he wants to build and get, let, at least get, let him get a draft under his belt before we can judge anything. But, you know, I don't I don't count the Islanders out. I mean, they can make a run this year. I mean, we're, we're halfway through the season. Like, there's plenty of hockey left. I mean, anything can happen. So there's still plenty of time for them to turn the turn the ship around this year. Yeah, and I don't know if you mentioned on your recap, but the, uh, the, wing, the Flyers are going the wrong direction as well. Uh, the wings uh, win against the Flyers. Yeah, I mean, uh, I that, game, that was their fourth skid, loss. I I, I, I'm not concerned about them yet. They're in their first real skid. You know, what's it been? Three, four games now? Uh, four straight losses. Uh, so after four straight losses. Game. So, yeah, I mean, give, give it a little bit of time. Give it a little and, bit of time. And, you know, one of those, um, actually, did they play Boston? They played Boston after. After Detroit, right? Mm-hmm. I think. Um, so actually, it's five now. Uh, as long as we talk about the Flyers, I don't know if you saw, but uh, and this was actually on uh, they, uh, Twitter. Um, one of the Flyers, I think it's, it wasn't the Flyers' uh, official, uh, uh, um, actually, X, not Twitter. Um, I was doing pretty good about that. But... Uh, they tweeted uh, Scott Lawton a little slew foot on Linus Olmark. He skated right across the crease and just kind of stuck. Very kind of nonchalant. I don't think he got a penalty, but it was a slew. I mean, he stuck his foot out and tripped him up. So, 
I don't know if you saw that or not. It was on. It was on X, like I said. Um, I think. I think. Uh, we. I did. Uh, no, we I, did. I, I didn't see that one. We did repost that on our Twitter. Um, or on our X. I mean. Um, but yeah, it was uh, kind of a little cheap. I mean, he didn't like stick his whole leg out, but he just kind of like. I mean it. I think it. it Probably should have been a penalty. I mean, he caught, he did be caught right across. I mean, Boston had the puck behind their net, and he just skated right across the net and kind of stuck his leg out, but not like, not a lot, just a little, you know, really kind of almost, I guess, kind of, he knew what he, you know, Scott Lawton's been around. He's that kind of player. You know, he just. Things happen like bang, bang. Like, I understand that, but. At the same time, like, you've been playing this game how long? You should know that your leg should never come out like that. Yeah. It only leads to bad things. I mean, it doesn't matter what you think. It's going to lead to bad things. And, you know, it might, you know, it might get them. Um, You know, they they didn't really, Boston didn't, you know, go after them. But, you know, I I didn't see the the whole game, so they might have did, you know. But I'm sure that, you know, they know, they know who it was. I'm sure they're going to meet again, I'm sure. And, you know, maybe some, you know, they'll. They'll they'll find somebody in Boston, Marshawn. Maybe we'll we'll do something. You know, might not. It might be another like a little uh, subtle thing like that. But it just I guess it's those little games inside the the little games inside the game. I guess you can call it. Yeah, it's a mental game. Um. I don't know, I, there's, you know, there's a lot of fines and suspension, but before we get, um, let's, you know, I know everybody hates Batman, um, but he's been, you know, 31 years now, he's been commissioner, and I don't know how you feel about it, I, personally, you know, 31 years, I mean, he, a, lot of, a lot of people say he did good did the game goods, you know, but he always gets booed. Nobody work, you know, final Stanley Cup, you know, any everywhere. It seems like, you know, awards. I don't know. Maybe it's time for him to step down. I don't know if anyone can do it any any better, but thirty one years is an awful long time. He's in his seventies, I believe, I like guess seventy one or Seventy two, some so I'm not sure exactly the age. I thought I heard somebody was saying he's in his seventies now. I wonder talking about it. So, um, I don't know. I think it's time for him to step down. I thought that a while ago. He's already ruined the game. He's taken the most entertaining aspect out of it. Like, yeah, goals are fun. Fights are more entertaining. So. I, I just I'm not a fan of what he's done with the league. I think he's gone too far in one direction, and in all honesty, I think he's ruined the league. And speaking of ruining it, uh, apparently Utah. Um, as long as we talk about Batman, they're, they they had filed uh, an initiative to the NHL for an expansion process. Um, now. I don't know. I mean, there's not any room right now. 
if they would if they had if they had to bring them in they'd have to add another team because it would uneven you know all this all the uh divisions are even there's 32 teams you add utah and it'll you know unbalance everything um apparently they would play in uh the arena where the basketball team plays and then i don't know if they're in the process of building an arena or if it's going to start this year but i don't know i I don't know. I hopefully, maybe some of the owners, because obviously it would have to come to a vote, I believe. Um, the owners would have to vote on it, I believe, um, in order, part of the process. Uh, I would hope that they would turn it down because they would have to add another team. They'd have to add two teams. And I just, it's 32 teams is a lot. I just don't think. I don't think we just had one not that long ago with Vegas. I just don't think the I'm sick of the expansion thing. Like, let's let's play a few seasons with the teams we got before we keep throwing them in there. Seattle, Vegas. Like, when when does it end? Like, I so guess, many games in a season. That's how you I, kill rivalries. I mean, come on. I guess so. Every every city in the freaking country gets an NHL. Then 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 what's it do to the talent? You know, and then you got more players and. It dilutes the player, you know, the talent pool, and then next thing you know, the AHL, you know, because then you got to get the HL players, and then then you, that whittles down to the other minor leagues and the juniors, and then you got players that aren't would not normally be good enough for junior players that are in playing junior because they need players, just like 20, 30 years ago, junior was like really, really top, top players. And I bet you a lot of those players now, now, I mean, you know, maybe they got talent now. I don't know. But, you know, now you stick those up to these other players that played in juniors 30 years ago. And they, you know, they're just probably definitely not as good. I don't, you know, just because it, yeah, there's a lot more players now playing. But, yeah, I don't know. It just, uh, but I guess we can just you know. There's a lot of a lot of fines and suspensions. Um, so let's move right in. Uh, the big one, um, Brendan Gallagher. I uh, saw the video on this. It was a dirty, nasty, deliberate hit. As far as I, as far in my opinion, it was deliberate. Agreed. Um, he hit Adam Pellich. He got five games. Uh, he hit him to the head. Um, it was an open ice hit. Um, I saw the video a couple times and they slowed it down and everything. He actually looked at him, saw him coming, lowered his elbow, and then delivered right to the head. Um, so it was definitely, definitely, uh, um, avoidable. No, I agree. Um, I, th- I think it. W- I thought it was a. I thought it was an awful, awful, awful hit. I just don't think it was necessary. And then, uh, let's see, another one. Let's see, Lockwood, Jacob Truba, Lockwood suspended three games. Lockwood was he's a, oh that was the one he went behind. He hit Flurry. Oh wait, we talked about that last game or last show, didn't we? I think we yeah, did. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Um, Truba. 
Uh, he had the hearing on Saturday. He was suspended two games for elbowing somebody in Vegas. I don't remember who it was now. Um, and he has a history. Truba has a history uh, for being dirty. Kesselring was fined for cross-checking a Tampa Bay player. Um, and then we got Myers. He was fined for elbowing one of the Columbus Blue Jackets. Sean Corrali, so he's been around. He's he's in the, I don't remember who we played before Columbus. Um, and another key injury I just saw coming up. Um, Philip Heedle is going to be out for the season with an upper body injury. Doesn't say what, just says upper body. So that could be a huge loss for the Rangers. Um, that happened on Friday. He didn't play since November. How did he? It happened Friday. Yeah, they. Pro- I think they just moved him over. I think he oh. doesn't have a timeline to come back now. He was helped out the ice Friday. Maybe it was a practice. Well, anyway, he's going to be out for the season after that. Um, I think that's. It was that the only, only injury. Uh, Lani, did we talk about Lani? He did uh, enter the uh, player assistance program. I know we talked about him in the last couple uh, shows. I don't know if we mentioned he was going into this, to the uh, program. So he's taking the steps to get to get back. That might be all the uh, all the injuries and suspensions that I got. No, I don't. I didn't see any. I think we. I think we got them all for this week. Uh, let's see. And uh, I know that there hasn't been any trades, but there should be. I keep saying they're going to heat up, but you know, we're going well. We're going to the All Star break. I think uh, the Preds have one more game before the break, and I think the Wings are in there. You know, the Wings have one more, but um, so you know, teams are. Starting to get into the All-Star break, but after we come out of the All-Star break in February, we're probably going to start seeing some trades. I believe the trade deadline is March something, March. I think it's like early March maybe, or mid, mid-March, mid I think it is. So so probably going to start seeing some trades into February and March. Um, so let's see, we can roll into our Pride Wings 10. Um, you want to start this week? Yeah, I, I again, it's going to be quick this week. Um, I'm actually keeping most of it the same. I'm going Vancouver, Boston, Colorado, Dallas, uh, Winnipeg, Florida, Vegas, Carolina, Toronto, and the Rangers. Uh, I think that those teams are, are still the hottest teams in the NHL. I know that some of them are in slumps. Some of them aren't playing well. But i got to give a mention to the Red Wings this week. Um uh, you know they're they're creeping up to thirteen in the, you know in the league. You know I'm I'm okay with what they're doing. Copycat. Oh, actually, you want first, so um, so that leaves me with mine. Um, I had last week. I had Edmonton number one. They're still on that sixteen game winning streak. They'll probably get to seventeenth. Uh, I don't remember. I looked to. But they got, um, I think it's Ottawa or somebody. Or, I don't remember. But anyway, I got them at number one. 
I uh, got Vancouver moving up to two. Uh, they got some, they, they're on a couple wins. Uh, so that pushed Boston to three. I got Carolina moving up. They, they kind of quietly sat there, um, sitting in, um, right behind, uh, the Rangers. They're actually just two points behind the Rangers now. And they got a three game wing streak. Uh, and then I got the Rangers right behind them at uh, the fifth spot. And then I got Florida. Uh, see, I have them. I got them actually moving up a little bit. Uh, not just because they beat uh, beat the Preds, but um, they, they've been playing a decent hockey. They're right behind Boston. They're on a four-game win streak now, so... They turned that four-game losing streak into a win streak. Um, then I got Colorado, Winnipeg, just because Colorado, I got them ahead of Winnipeg because uh, Colorado is leading the division now, and that's, you know, um, actually Dallas is in second now because of a win. So that, you know, Colorado, Dallas, Winnipeg, you know, there's you know, two points between those three teams. So, and, you know, they'll probably be changing, changing uh, first place, so... Uh, for the next month or so. And then I got uh, Dallas sitting in ninth, and, you know, because they're obviously Colorado, Winnipeg, Dallas. And then I actually got Tampa Bay uh, moving in uh, at the 10th spot. They've been, they've been playing uh, pretty good lately. Um, they're sitting third. They're, you know, they're watch out Florida before you know it. They might be catching right catching you uh, so that leaves vegas and la dropping out um you know, vegas they're struggling right now i'm sure they'll be back in um but the kings they they're they're kind of falling um i don't know if they can write the ship um they you know they're still sitting in fourth uh because of the edmonton streak um We'll see what happens. And uh, my special mention, I uh, just want to shout out to Detroit. Uh, watch that game against Vegas, who's actually still, I mean, I know Vegas dropped out on my list. But, you know, they're still sitting in second. Um, you know, they're, they're, they're still one of the top teams. And kind of funny, you know, I was watching that game and, even the announcers or the, the studio and the guys for Detroit were saying it's kind of weird to say the, Stanley, the defending Stanley Cup champions. It just doesn't roll off your tongue right. Um, but they are, you know, they're the defending cup champions as of right now still. So, you know, I got, got to mention Detroit, you know, they're the way they played that game. Uh, they're only one point behind Toronto for fourth and, Two points behind Tampa Bay for the top, you know, top three in the division, which a very hard division was Boston and Florida. So, you know, they're they're sitting right there. Um, just wanted to give a shout out to them. That's my Predators ten. Yeah, uh, I, I I think should we uh, talk about the Griffins and Admirals? I mean, I don't have much to. You know, to really to share, I know Berger has been on fire from what I've seen, two or three goals over the last week. Um, you know, like I said earlier, Huso's been playing much better and getting ready to come back up. So, 
Yeah, Huso had a 25-save shutout. Yeah, he, he's been playing okay. But, yeah, that's, that's what I have for for that. I don't know if you have anything for the Admirals or not. The hottest team in the AHL. Oh, they're, on, they're on a 10-game winning streak. They haven't lost in the month of January. Um, they still got one more game in January against San Diego in Milwaukee. So they can win that game. That's on the 30th. If they can win that game, they'll finish January perfect. Um, we'll see what they're just playing really high right now. Coming off a 5 nothing win against Chicago Wolves. Wolves? Yeah, yeah Wolves. <laughs> and then uh, the night before, that was in Chicago, or in, not Chicago, Illinois. Like, it might be a suburb, who knows? Actually, yeah, they've got to be suburb of Chicago, because there's Chicago Wolves. <laughs> uh, but they beat Rockford 5-2, to two, and then uh, a team that the Griffins just... Uh, be in a in a shutout. They won. They beat Belleville, and uh, in a shootout, four to three. So they're they're playing really good right now. The Admirals are, um, you know, Grand Rapids. There's there's you know they're in the same division. Um, there's third. They're sitting third right behind them. But you know, with that ten game ten game win streak, they got a ten point lead over Texas. Um, so. Let's see what's uh, what what the um, some of the admirals are doing. I see Jankowski's third in the AHL with forty-four points. Um, why the Preds aren't calling him up, I don't know. I guess there's just no room for him, maybe. Uh, and then you got Afanasiev and sitting in seventh with thirty-seven points. Um, and that's that's about it in the top twenty. Uh, for the Admirals, let's see. Grand Rapids doesn't have anybody. Not that I'm, I'm not, not trying to make fun or anything. Just, just wanted to make sure that there wasn't anybody. Um, so that's it for, for the Admirals week. Uh, so I guess we can roll into our weekly picks. Uh, let's see. Last week. Uh, uh, let's start with the Preds. Uh, I was right on the Florida game. You were wrong. Um, we are both wrong in the Minnesota. We both thought they're going to lose. And we are both right at Edmonton. Uh, we both thought they are going to lose. So that gives me 25 correct for the Preds, 23 for you. So that leaves me at 51% and you at 46%. And then on the Detroit side, uh, I got the Dallas correct, surprisingly, although, and then, um, actually, it might not surprise us, I actually looking at it. Uh, you got that one wrong. We both got Philly right, and I had a, I had, I had a five-game correct streak going to the Vegas one. Uh, we both got wrong on that one. Uh, so that leaves me with 27 correct for the Wings, 22 for you. So that leaves me with, I'm still 55%, so I'm doing a lot better than last season. 
And overall, I have a 52 right, and you have 45. So I'm still beating you in all three categories. Overall, obviously, Pred and Wing. So, but you're closer to the closer to me on the Preds uh, than the Wings, which kind of weird. How I don't know how I how I'm doing with that. Why I'm doing better with that? I guess not that I know the wings better. So like I mentioned, uh, the Preds just have one game going into the All Star break, um, and that's at Ottawa. This little road trip kind of you know started in Minnesota, then I went to Edmonton. Now it's going back east to Ottawa. It's kind of a kind of a funky little three game road trip the way the way it started, but. Um, so that's, uh, the 29th, that's the, yeah, going into the All-Star break. Uh, I'm going to call that one a win. Well, since it's the only game that we got, I'm going with the loss. Two games, then the All-Star break. Oh, they got two games before the, oh, I'm thinking, okay, so they, they do it, because they, they got two games before the break. They got the Kings. Okay, they got the Kings at home. Oh, yes. Okay. Uh, I was thinking for one for some reason. Uh, so they got two games before the outside break. Um, so they got the Kings on the 31st, and that's at home. Um, I'm going to call that one a win. I'll go with a win on that as well. And what do the Detroit have? I think they I think they are the ones that have one, right? Oh, Ottawa. I'm going to the law. Actually, I'm going to go with a win. And I'm going to pick a win, too. And that's... So the Preds play the Ottawa, and then the Wings play Ottawa. So maybe usually the Wings play the team first, and then the Preds play. Well, that's in that's in Ottawa, and then they gotta go. Well, it's like they got a day off in between, so we'll beat them up for you, I'm sure. No, that'd be nice. And then we'll go into the All Star break. So pretty short week for the. For Preds, I got two games. Wings got one. We'll see what next week is. Agreed. Uh, I don't think I have anything. That's all I have for this week. Yeah, me too. So wraps it up here. Uh, so you can get us on uh, Facebook, Discord, and Instagram, Pred Wings Podcast, and X and YouTube at Pred Wings Pod. And you can always email us at Pred Wings Podcast at gmail.com. Well, thanks for tuning in to the Pred Wings Podcast. Good night, Hockey Town. See ya, Smashville.